Yeah, I think my motto with sustainability is progress, not perfection. Welcome back to Sippin' on Success. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to share some networking tips for our In the Know segment. So I was recently reading this article and it was sharing some tips about networking that some of the things that were being like said, I honestly never even thought about. So first, seek like-minded people through social media. So I never really thought about like using other social networks aside from LinkedIn, but I was like reading about it and it was like, you know, you can DM people on Twitter, you can DM people on Instagram, and just through that way, you'll be able to reach even more people than you might not have thought you could have reached through LinkedIn. So that was one tip. And then the other tip that I found was obviously the classic, meet people through other people. The classic, pass your resume along, that really helps you. And honestly, that helps me get my internship for sophomore year. So definitely take advantage of putting yourself out there, talking to your friends and family and just being like, hey, I'm looking for a job. I'm looking for an internship. Do you know anyone in this industry? And I'm sure they'd be more than willing to help you. And then once you actually find the person you want to network it with, be sure to not just ask for a job. Make sure you're asking for information, building the relationship, and even potentially asking them to review your resume, which is honestly something that I've never done in the past. I mean, I've always come prepared and asked different questions about the industry they worked in and how they suggested I get my foot in the door, all those kinds of things, but I never really asked for resume review. And I think the next time that I have an informational interview, I'm going to be sure to do that because that's going to really be helpful. And then lastly, once you make that connection, make sure you find a reason to follow up. And so with that, that could mean following up two to three times yearly. If you read something in an article, potentially that related to your conversation, maybe just flagging it and sending it their way and just being like, oh my gosh, like this is just what we talked about. This is exactly what the article saying, like something like that, or even just saying happy holidays. I hope you're doing well. Those are just a couple of ways that you can help keep the connection going and keeping up to date with them and making sure that you know that you're still like on their radar and that they're still on your radar. Um, so yeah, those are some of my tips that I found for networking recently. Hopefully they help. So now I'm going to get into sharing our bio for our guest today, Megan McSherry. So Megan is a sustainable life and style influencer and activist. On her blog, Activism, she discusses ways to become a more conscious consumer and live a low-waste lifestyle. She began her sustainability journey in 2015 as a freshman in college and recently graduated with a Master's of Science in Global Supply Chain Management from the University of Southern California with plans to work in sustainable fashion. Welcome, Megan. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. As I mentioned to you earlier, I've just become so interested in sustainability, and it's been such a passion for me this past year since I had the opportunity to work closely in corporate social responsibility at my last internship. And from there, I've just been like researching and trying to figure out easy ways that I can personally do better and like maybe try and push my family to do better if they 
listen. <laughs> it's one of those areas that I feel like once you start getting interested in it, you just can't stop. Exactly. It's like a black hole almost, but a good black hole. <laughs> <laughs> good. So my first question for you is how did you personally get passionate about sustainability? So it started when I was a freshman at USC. I had had a fashion blog since I was a freshman in high school. And that was like my passion going into college. I thought I was going to do fashion marketing or social media for some fashion brand. And there were a number of required classes I had to take as a freshman. And I took two of them in my first semester. And they were a freshman writing class, which I ended up in the topic of issues of sustainability. I chose the class based on the professor and that's what the topic ended up being. And then the other class was just a GE. And the only thing that worked with my time or like the timing of my schedule was intro to environmental studies. So I like hadn't really been interested in these topics before school. I actually tried really hard to switch out of intro to environmental studies. I was like, I'm just not interested in this at all. and don't want to be in this class two days a week for a whole semester. But they really completely changed my point of view about kind of everything. I had like a little bit of a crisis. I was like, I've been so focused on fashion and all these things, but like now I have this new interest of sustainability. What do I do with that? Um, and it really sparked, it started with my interest in fashion and sustainable fashion. The first college paper I ever had to write was about issues with sustainability in the industry I wanted to work in. So I had to write a college research paper about sustainability and fashion. Um, so it was just like kind of an overwhelming moment of, I don't know if clarity is the right word, but just like I got a lot of information all at once. And I had this platform with my blog and I was like, I just can't keep talking about the same things and trends and fast fashion brands that I have in the past. So what am I going to do about it? And it was like over the next few months that I decided I was really going to commit to sustainable fashion. And over the next few years, I realized the interconnectedness between fashion and just in general sustainability. Like if I care so much about the cotton being used for t-shirts, I also should probably care about the soil that grows food and like other things that grow in the ground. Yeah. So it, it really started from sustainable fashion, but since then it's, kind of expanded to every area of sustainable living. So what were kind of those um, things that you read and found for your paper in regards to the fashion industry that was kind of like so shocking to you? And I'm sure it's going to be shocking to me when you tell me. <laughs> yeah. So somebody in my class, either somebody in my class or my professor had recommended that I watch the documentary, The True Cost, which I feel like is the documentary that sparks a lot of people becoming more interested in sustainable fashion. It talks about all of the like hidden costs of fast fashion. So the environmental issues, the social issues, and it, it's an incredibly shocking documentary, especially if you're kind of brand new to the idea of sustainable fashion. There's just so many things like the amount of gallons of water that it takes to grow the cotton for one t-shirt. Like somebody could live off that for a number of years or like the health issues of the cotton farmers that grow cotton for t-shirts because they use, they're around the pesticides 
like they have cancer centers in the major areas where people grow cotton for t-shirts. So, I mean, I don't have specific statistics off the top of my head, but that documentary, I've gone back and watched it about once a year just because it's so full of information and personal stories of garment workers and farmers and like people on the ground that are being impacted by the $5 t-shirt we choose to buy and wear like once. Wow. I can imagine yeah. how opening that is. Is mm -hmm. this aired on Netflix or Hulu or? Uh, I think it was just taken off Netflix, but I believe you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Or, or you could buy it, rent it like through the website. So I think it's called truecostmovie.com or something like that. Awesome. I'll look into that. Mm -hmm. So when you first went to USC, were you thinking you were going to do global supply chain management or is that kind of what you just decided to get your master's in? So I thought going into school, I had no plans of getting a master's. Okay. My like original career plan was to get a general business administration degree and kind of figure out what area of the business side of fashion I wanted to work in. I was pretty sure I was interested in marketing, maybe finance, but like pretty sure marketing and social media marketing. And I think it was during my sophomore year, I started searching literally in the USC course catalog for classes with the word sustainability in it. And it came up on this class called Sustainable Supply Chains. And I had no idea what a supply chain was at that point. But I was like, huh, there's a whole class about this. Let me look it up. And it was part of this supply chain management master's program at USC. And I started looking up supply chain management in fashion. And like for those of you that don't know what supply chain management is, it's basically everything from after something is designed to the time that it's delivered to a customer. So if you think of a t-shirt, it's like after you have the design for what the t-shirt's gonna look like, it's everything from sourcing the materials to finding the factories to choosing how much of what t-shirts you're gonna make, what sizes you're gonna make it in, and then where you're gonna make it, so choosing the factory, and then shipping it to the warehouse or shipping it to stores or shipping it directly to customers. And the more I thought about that and researched supply chains in fashion, I realized how a majority of the sustainability issues with fashion happen in the supply chain. So choosing where you're going to make your products, that's a very important aspect of like social, the social side of sustainability. You want to work with factories that are treating their employees fairly and that are following the environmental regulations of the country that they're in. So it was like, it just kind of fit. Like it made sense the moment that I looked at that class and researched supply chain. So I decided as a junior to apply to the master's program. And then USC has a, they call it a progressive degree program, like an accelerated program. Mm -hmm. So I started the master's during my last year of undergrad. So instead of doing it over two years after I graduated, I did it just with one extra year. But so, it was not my original plan to do <laughs> supply chain. I had no idea what it was pretty much up until I decided to apply. That's great that you're able to like find that in your college's catalog. So mm -hmm. easy. So 
since then you recently graduated and what kind of like jobs exactly are you looking for? Are you looking to go in the supply chain management route? Or are you looking to go into corporate social responsibility? What are you thinking? I'm kind of still trying to decide. Okay. Um, you would think that after I got a master's, I'd have a better idea of what exactly I want to do. But the issue with supply chain or not the issue, the interesting part of supply chain management is there are so many different aspects to it. Like I could work in transportation and logistics, or I could work in sourcing, or I could work with factories, which would be more like corporate social responsibility, or I could work in planning, like deciding how much of the products to make. So I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. And I think, especially with the way that the world is now, it will kind of depend on what's available. Like the fashion industry has been hit pretty hard. But I do think I'm kind of between more traditional sustainability roles. Like I think some kind of a sustainability analyst role would be really interesting at a fashion brand, like looking at the impact of their materials or um, things like that. or doing like really any kind of supply chain role at a sustainable brand where that's like kind of integrated into all the decision making. So things are, you know, up in the air, but I am kind of open to like anything related to sustainability and supply chain and fashion, which is broad. (laughs) No, I feel like you'll narrow it down eventually once you Mm -hmm. like move around your career and figure out what you're interested in. And do you like have an idea of a fashion company that like you're interested in? Like, are you looking for a company that kind of heavily markets like sustainability? Or are you looking for more of like a different kind of fashion, like company, maybe like the gap or something else that's larger? I would love to work for a smaller company. Okay. I just kind of like that small company feel where not that your ideas aren't taken seriously at bigger companies, but I feel like you can have a bigger impact as a newer employee or younger employee when it's a smaller, like almost startup feel to a company. Yeah. Um, I think if I was going to work for a larger company, I would be really interested in working for one that's really sustainability focused, like all birds comes to mind. They're really cool in a lot of different ways with their sustainability and that's they are a newer company but that's like one of those larger brands that I'd love to work with I also think it would be cool to work with a startup or like a two-person team my first internship ever was with a small sustainable brand that ended up closing during my internship but no (laughs) but it was a great experience because there were three full-time employees and me and at that point I was a marketing intern but I got to touch every single aspect of the business, which I think is not only like really important for career development to have that kind of knowledge and experience, but it's so interesting. And like you can popcorn ideas. I was talking about operations ideas and like fabric ideas as a marketing intern, which you can't really do as at a huge company. So I love that kind of like small, uh, innovative environment. No, that's so true. On an, an upcoming episode um, on the podcast, I interviewed someone who works at a startup and that's like exactly what she says. Like mm-hmm. you're just able to like throw out so many ideas and it's like, people are like, if you're willing to run with it, go for it. And I think that's great. Yeah. So cool. 
do you think like you're still obviously going to continue to pursue um, the blog and TikTok and whatnot on the side? Um, but would you rather see that becoming your full-time job one day or are you kind of hoping to get that balance? That's really only something I've been thinking about recently. Like I have always had my blog on the side. I started it when I was in school and I've continued it all through the time that I've been in school and I've never had a period of time to just focus on my blog. And that's kind of what I'm doing now, um, which has been really interesting. Like I've grown on TikTok really quickly and I've been able to partner with a number of different amazing brands and I am making some money from it at this point. So I don't, I don't ever really foresee myself doing that full time. I think if I was ever going to have my blog just on its own full time, I would want some kind of consulting business or, you know, something else to do with my time. But I think it's been, it's been amazing for the past few months to just be able to focus on my blog and kind of do what I want to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I, I would want that full time. I think I would go crazy. It is a, a really difficult thing to do to like have a career based on like social media. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And you post pretty frequently and like consistency is key in order to like grow your following. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand. So what are some easy, sustainable, actionable tips that our listeners can take away? So I always try to think about like free things that people can do to be more sustainable. I think there's this idea that in order to be sustainable, you have to buy new things. And that isn't necessarily the case. Well, you can buy some things to be more sustainable. The most sustainable things are what you already have. So none of these recommendations are going to have anything to do with going out and buying things. <laughs> so, I'm just sure a, people will like that. Uh-huh. So the first thing which I actually have been focusing on a lot recently is reducing my food waste. So when food decomposes in a landfill, it releases methane, which is a greenhouse gas that is, I think, like 28 to 40 times more potent than carbon dioxide, which is insane. And it's also, it also can save you money by eating the food you buy before it goes bad or like getting fancy with recipes. Like if you eat broccoli a lot and you always throw away the stem, there are a ton of recipes that you can cook with the broccoli stem. So it's not just money that you're throwing into a landfill. Mm -hmm. So reducing your food waste is a great place to start. And I think some of the other things that I used to hear at least when I was younger, like turn off the lights when you leave a room or during the day and unplug appliances that you aren't using like does your toaster have to be plugged in all day or can you just plug it in at breakfast um or your chargers like once you're done charging your phone unplug it from the wall or take shorter showers and reduce your water consumption that way all of those things not only reduce the use of resources but they can also save you money like if you're paying for a water bill or if you're paying for electricity those are all things that slowly add up. If you leave your lights on all day, 24 seven, of course your electricity <laughs> bill is going to be higher. So I think thinking about the ways that you can serve resources um, is a, another great thing to do. And I think 
now, especially the most important and impactful thing an individual person can do is register to vote and vote. Like though individual actions definitely matter and they can add up over time, the climate crisis is a large scale systemic problem that really stems from corporations and in individuals like I can't take down the bad guys in corporate America. So I think it is really important to like honor the things that you do as an individual, but also fight for larger scale change. Mm -hmm. And we can do that by voting. Of course. That's a great, great takeaway for people. Is there something that you've been doing now that maybe was like the hardest transition that you kind of had to make? And like mindset that you had to make to your day-to-day life, just trying to be more sustainable? That's a great question. I think one of the biggest like mindset changes for me was just buying less of everything. <laughs> like I used to be a, a crazy consumer, especially of clothing. I was buying new stuff. I would go to the mall in eighth grade every Sunday with my <laughs> best friend. <laughs> And buy new stuff from like Forever 21 and H&M every single week. And those habits that you set as a younger person carry on with you into your later years in life. And I think also at the beginning of my sustainability journey, I was just looking at these zero waste bloggers online thinking that I had to be zero waste and I had to be plastic free and I had to be a minimalist in order to be sustainable. And through shopping less, but not like completely stopping shopping, yeah, I've been able to have sustainability be part of the way that I live and not like the only way that I live. Like I've kind of integrated it more into the way that I think when I purchase but it doesn't like dictate my entire life. And I think that's kind of an important mindset shift as individuals to have, like, as I was saying with voting, like absolutely our individual actions matter and they make a difference, but it's not like if I buy a plastic cup or buy something wrapped in plastic or make some food waste that the world is, way worse off than if I didn't make those choices. I I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to just be a perfect sustainable person or a perfect conscious consumer. And that pressure gets to you after a while. And so I've tried to like talk about that more on my platform, especially on TikTok where there's a lot of younger people, because I do think there is this idea I mean, I thought that sustainability was all about being perfect and you have to do every single thing possible and it seems like it can like rule your life. And I've been trying really recently to not let it rule my life and like just have it be integrated into some of my decisions and like do the best that I can. No, yeah, I 100% feel the same way. I mean, I feel like these days now I just think about everything and it's like even when you're like, out with your friends and like someone wants Starbucks and it's like, well, do I want Starbucks? I also don't have my reusable cup. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm getting a plastic cup for no reason. I forgot my reusable straw in my purse because I forgot to clean it. Just like little things like that. I'll like catch myself and I'm like, 
like I have to like reevaluate and be like, okay, like, is it worth it? Or like, should I just forge this one time? But then if you keep doing it, it's like, okay, this is doing more harm than good. Mm -hmm. Um, And recently I just like had a conversation with my dad and like my parents basically, because I moved home from college and now I'm back and I was doing really well on my own at college. Now I'm back trying to like educate everyone and that's so hard. And, but I recently just convinced my dad to get a compost bin. And so with that, that's even been like a hard transition because once I get those food scraps, I'm not just like throwing it in the trash, like two feet away from me. I have to like go to our backyard and put it in the compost bin Mm -hmm. that he bought. And so it's like, okay, now that's going to take an extra like two minutes and Big adjustment like, exactly so it's like mm-hmm. that's probably I think the hardest thing that I'm like experiencing right now is that um but I'm sure like I'll figure it out eventually yeah I'm just like noticing like the, those two minutes I'm like I'm sitting at my desk at my internship and then it's like okay well I have to throw this out but now I have to go outside like mm-hmm. I have to allocate <laughs> I do think because I was just home for the past few months as well after school and it was like the longest period of time I had been home with my family in a long time, probably since high school. And a lot of our conversations, especially at the dinner table, were about sustainability. And I think that's another aspect of sustainability that I'm actively trying to get better at, which is having conversations with my family and my friends and like people on the internet who have questions about sustainability because there's so many misconceptions and especially with like my parents' generation, they look at it in a really different way than we as younger people do. And like, this is where individual action can be multiplied. Like if you just talk to your five best friends or the people in your family about one small sustainable change they can make, that's five times more people doing that change than just you as an individual. So while it can be difficult to have those conversations and like really try to convince your family to set up a compost bin, those conversations are so important in getting more people aware of what's going on and on board and making them feel like they have a place in the environmental movement. Yeah, no, I 100% agree and I think I remember you posting something about shopping at Marshall's Mm -hmm. and literally my mom and I are such big shoppers and I think I like showed her your video and I was like mom like this is what Marshall's does and like literally this is probably the only store we shop at and that was like another tweak that we needed to change and like now my mom I think really has grown to be aware like do we really need this mug? Like Mm -hmm. there's, we don't like, do we even need to go to Marshall's to like just browse? Okay. Not probably not. Yeah. After watching that, I was like, Oh my God, I whiff at Marshall's. Like (laughs) wheel it back a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's definitely like hard being back and like educating. I totally, totally understand that. Yeah. Are what are some like brands that you recommend our listeners to support? Great question. I actually have like personally stepped back from buying new clothes. I 
like as I said before I used to shop all the time I still do <laughs> and I'm actively trying to buy new clothes like significantly less some of the brands that I do choose to support when I buy new clothes are girlfriend collective like they're by far my favorite sustainable brand um I think they just have such a holistic view of sustainability they're size inclusive so they have sizes extra extra small to 6xl which is rare in sustainable fashion and is something that i am really proud to support when i buy from them and you know they they make active wear out of recycled plastic bottles which is great but you can shed microplastics when you wash the clothes in a washing machine but girlfriend collective talks about that so I like that they like wow. kind of address all of the issues. They have they pay their garment workers fair wages. They talk about their factories. They're like really committed to being a slow fashion brand and not overproducing. So I love that they have a really like holistic view of sustainability. Um, another one is Eileen Fisher like a little bit more of a grown-up brand. Like my mom has always loved Eileen Fisher and I kind of just found out about the brand a few years ago. But they, Eileen Fisher, who's the founder of the brand, was really one of the leaders of the sustainable fashion movement. She's been really committed to sustainability since day one. And I love the way that they approach it like from a business perspective. They have a whole sustainability team and it's something like once a month all of the senior leaders of each department meet for like an hour or two to talk only about sustainability and how it relates to different things within the company and then once a quarter or something like that they spend a whole day as a senior leadership team talking about sustainability so i love that it's not just like ticking boxes like okay we did this we got this certification we use these materials we're good it's like an ongoing effort internally as well as externally to be a more sustainable brand, which, I mean, you don't see that kind of ever with fast fashion brands or like the alternative. So I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, they're a really cool brand. But other than that, I really try to shop secondhand and support like small businesses on like their own websites or on Depop, like different kinds of sellers who um, like source vintage or thrifted clothing. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share any last minute thoughts about sustainability? Yeah, I think my motto with sustainability is progress, not perfection. And I try to get that out there as often as I can. I really think the most important thing with sustainability is just to do the best you can. There is no perfect sustainable lifestyle. It just doesn't exist. And so it doesn't make sense to be trying to live this zero waste, plastic free, low carbon lifestyle if it doesn't make sense for you because it's going to consume your entire life and you're not going to be able to do the things that you love. So there are ways to integrate sustainability into what you do every day to make it a habit instead of like a burden. So do the best you can, don't beat yourself up for the small things and focus your energy on the big players, like register to vote, 
vote for people who are literate about climate issues and care about those things. And um, you can have a much bigger impact when you just do the best that you can and as opposed to focusing all of your energy on living a lifestyle that just isn't possible. Yeah, no, those are good takeaways. So thank you so much for sharing all of these advice and your tips and what you've learned at college. I'm excited to see where you end up and what route you take. Hopefully it's at a startup in fashion. (laughs) Um, Soon time will tell, but feel free to share your channels with our listeners. Yeah, so my blog is activism.com. So like activism, but T-E-E, like a t-shirt. So you can find me on activism.com or at activism on Instagram or TikTok. Awesome. Thank you, Megan. Thanks so much.